if you look at can Auburn come back and, and save face and put up? And I mean, because if you look at talent, I mean, Auburn's got just as much, if not more, talent than Georgia has on that field. But we all know that Georgia has, has a lot of momentum right now and they've got a lot to play for. What's going to be interesting is Georgia knows they have to win out and to make the playoff, but they've already they've already locked up the SEC East. So what are their are they feeling like that even though can they beat Alabama really? Do they even think they can? So are they going to put all their effort into practicing from out for Alabama from here on out? And regardless of thinking they're going to win the rest of the games, that's that's probably Auburn's only shot to win those to win in Athens is Georgia kind of looks over them a little bit and doesn't pay attention. But it was it'll be interesting. We'll talk about that game, but a lot of a lot of great games in college football yesterday. Michigan, very impressed with what they did coming out and just spanking Penn State. And, and what I don't understand is how Penn State's even ranked right now. They've got three losses just like Auburn does. Florida has three losses just like Auburn does. But Auburn's not ranked, and I'm not saying they should be. I'm saying these teams should not be. Texas is still 15th. I mean, they they didn't fall hardly at all by losing to West Virginia. Florida's still 19th. They got skull drug at home by Missouri. Penn State got beat by 40 against Michigan. They're still ranked with three losses. So I'm just I'm just kind of confused a little bit when I look at these polls and I see Kentucky still at 12. And the first challenge they've had all year, they got their panties pulled down at home and spanked. To me, that's not a top 12 team. Um, Mississippi State, which team's going to show up? They're going to play Alabama this weekend and get skull drugs. So, how long are they going to be in the polls? So, but if if say Auburn can get a win against Georgia on the road, they'll be ranked again finally. But it'll be short lived because they turn around and play Alabama in a couple weeks after. So we'll see how how it shakes out. But the top in the AP poll: Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan. In Georgia, I have Michigan three in my poll. Even though they lost to Notre Dame, I just think they they're just playing a little better right now. And that game was in Ann Arbor. It wasn't a neutral side game. That was the home game for Notre Dame. I think those two teams are probably about even right now. Both teams are playing very well. Can Michigan win out? Can they beat Ohio State on the road? Can they win the Big Ten? And and I think it's safe. To, I'm going to make a prediction right now, a bold prediction, that I don't think that a Big Ten team is going to make the playoffs. Because Ohio State, uh, after what they did on the road against Purdue, what they did at home against Nebraska yesterday, I, I can't believe they went up in the coaches' poll. But the coaches' poll rewarded them for that five-point win over Nebraska. However, that can happen. I don't understand it, but. LSU fell to number nine. They were three, losing at home. That's about right. I mean, you can't penalize a team, really, for for playing the best team in college football. And there's a big gap between one and two and the rest of them. I mean, Clemson will get beat by Bama. Michigan, Notre Dame, Georgia, it doesn't matter. Oklahoma, bring them on. It's going to be tough to to beat Alabama. If If they go into Baton Rouge, and blanked them 29 to nothing. And Alabama didn't play that great of a game, to be honest with you. They they had some uncharacteristic penalties. Um, they did throw an interception, which was the first for Tua. 
of the season. But they just, you know, they did enough to get the win and to get out of Dodge and to make a statement, and they did. Alabama, there's one voter out there in the AP voting for Clemson at number one. I just, I can't believe that, but it is. Let me let me get the complete details and make sure I'm saying it right. Um, it may have been the coaches' poll I was looking at, but I believe everybody but one person voted Alabama number one. Let's see where, let's see where my Tigers are in Oregon Ducks. Where are they? Utah's 26, Auburn's 27, Wisconsin's 28, and I don't see. I thought Oregon was. They're not ranked at all. They're not even in the top 40. No, no, they are. They're in the top. I think they're about 35 right now. So, Jason, if you're listening out there, um, your Ducks need a couple more wins to to get ranked here. So, Morgan played good last night. They, they went on the road, I believe. No, they were home. They beat Chip Kelly and UCLA. Not saying much. Not saying much beating UCLA this year. But Oregon got the win. That's what matters. You, you survive and you move on. That's what you got to do. So, right now, just to just let everybody know, Saints and Rams, it was 35-14, to 14, the Saints. And it came back now that it's 35-all with 6.33 left. Third down and six, Drew Brees has the ball. I believe they're close to field goal range. They're in field goal range right now. So it's going to be an interesting six minutes, and we will take you home and end this game on the show. So if you're driving in the car and you're not watching the game, you can listen up. And, Jason, are you watching the Saints and Rams? Yeah, well, I'm actually watching the red zone right now, so um, I don't have it on the screen quite yet. So, thirty-five all, probably. Honestly, these are the two best teams in the NFL right now going at it. Yeah. So if the Saints win today, they're going to be number one. If the Rams win today, I don't think you can really drop the Saints too far. This has been. An amazing football game. And the Rams are finally being challenged, really, um, on the road. And uh, we'll see how it ends up. You know, Drew Brees at home is very, very tough to beat. And Drew Brees is going deep, over through it. We got fourth down and six coming up. Looks like a field goal for about 52 yards will be coming up for the Saints right now. A lot of action in the NFL today. We'll, We'll talk some NFL football. My Carolina Panthers. At home, got up 35-7 to in the first half. Almost pissed the game away. And um, got a, I think they won it 42-28. to Kansas City went on the road. And uh, kind of a tricky game. Eight-point line, one by 16. They covered. Here comes the field goal right now. It's a 54-yard attempt. The snap, the kick is right down the pipe, baby. Three-point lead for the Saints. But the only bad thing is, if you're the Rams here, you get the ball back. You got six and a half minutes, a lot of time. What you need to do is bleed this clock, eat it up, score a touchdown, give Drew Brees about five seconds to drive the length of the field. Because if you score here too quick, Drew Brees is going to eat you alive. Um, Vikings, real quick, some scores. Vikings over the Lions, 24-9. As I said, Kansas City, 37. Cleveland, 21. After all the chaos this week, Cleveland just couldn't get it together to play a team with that kind of offense. But everybody is on the Chiefs bandwagon right now, Jason, and I think they're a good team. 
But when I look at this Kansas City team, I think if unless they learn how to play defense, they're going to struggle in the playoffs. They're going to be susceptible to losing the game early in the playoffs if they don't do something about that defense. Yeah, that defense is a question mark for sure. And we've seen this from Andy Reid teams in the past. They'll go 12-4, 13-3 in the regular season, but they they can't win in the playoffs because they have no defense. Yeah, and the Atlanta Falcons kind of surprised me today. They won 38-14 to on the road at Washington. I picked Washington to win that game. I was dead wrong. Uh, the Bears go on the road and beat the sorry Buffalo Bills 41 to nine. Right now, the Texans and Broncos. Texans up 19 to 17. You're watching Red Zone, Jason. What's happening in that one? Who's got the ball? Um, it's, it's showing the um, Seahawks last play. Uh, Seahawks were down okay. eight. They had one on time down, and they failed to get it. So All right, the Chargers pull off the victory on the road, 25-17. to 17. I'll keep you updated on the Texans and the Broncos. Three seconds left in the game, 19-17. Tonight's game, the New England Patriots at home against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So that should be a good one. Monday Night Football, we've got Dallas and the Titans playing. So that's, you'll be watching that one, won't you, Jason? Yes, I will be, um, Dallas. I'm breaking in a new wide receiver on Mari Cooper, so should it be interesting. Yeah, but they are the Cowboys, though, man. They're going to find a way to piss it away with Jason Garrett at the helm. You know that. Yeah, for sure. So, so we'll see. I mean, college football yesterday, Jason, I know you watched it and everything. Is there a team in the country that you think can beat Alabama? Um, Clemson is the only team in the country that could beat um, Alabama, but um, I, I believe if they played this weekend, Alabama would still win by a good margin. What do you think about Auburn coming back against Texas A&M down late in the game? Um, I, I thought it was a nice home win um, for Auburn and the company. Um, just did them, let them Full game winning drive, I think that's going to help his confidence um, in the long run. So. Well, if you're Auburn, how do you go on the road next weekend and beat Georgia? That's a million-dollar question. Yeah, that that is the million-dollar question. Um, I think Georgia right now is looking pretty good. Um, we saw this last year with Georgia when they got beat. They played probably the best football um, that they played till the title, the second half of the title game. So, um, I think Joseph's clicking on all senators at this time. So. Yeah, Auburn. This will be the first game of the year that they're an underdog in. So they're going to be yeah. an underdog to Georgia. They'll be an underdog, big underdog to Bama. Two score underdogs to Georgia, probably a three or four score underdog to Bama, but. I'm interested to see how Auburn plays. Um, Gus Malzahn, from what I heard yesterday during that game, even before it, if they laid an egg against A&M, he was gone. He wasn't going to make it to Georgia. That's what I heard. So they were going to fire oh. Gus Malzahn yesterday if he would have lost that game. So he lives to fight another day. Now, if he goes out next weekend and gets blown out by Georgia, 
uh, you may not see him for the Iron Bowl. But we'll see. I mean, he's going to have to at least come and make it competitive. And his team can't quit. If his team quits, that's when he'll be shown the door. I know Jonathan gets mad when people talk about Gus Falzon getting fired. But these Auburn people, they don't take seven and five years too well, you know, especially when you're loaded with talent. You can't lose five games when your rivals run the table every year. So Rams, third and nine, they're going to have to punt, give the ball back to Drew Brees with five and a half minutes left. The Rams have two timeouts remaining. So is it safe to say almost, Jason, that this game's probably about over? Yeah, it's, it's pretty much three. over. Yeah, if the Saints get one, um, one first down, this game's over. So... Um, well, they may have to get a couple the, more than that. They may have. They may have to get a couple more. There's five minutes left. So. Yeah, one or two, sir. Yeah, so let's see. Uh, Houston final beat Denver 19 to 17 on the road. The Texans. I mean, what do they won? Like five or six straight. No, they're five, a hot team right now. Yeah, they're really hot. They're they hot. started 0 three. Well, let's get on to uh, Alabama real quick. Alabama, LSU last night. That's the game that everybody wanted to see. And my God, if you look at the, uh, if you look at that rushing attack of LSU, what did they get? Fifteen yards in that game. It was it was twelve last time I saw it. It was it was well, pretty low for. Well, I, I think that was Auburn that had a. Uh, 15 yards rushing yesterday. But, yeah, I mean, Alabama's defense has quietly gotten – they've gotten overlooked this year because of that offense. And that Bama defense came to play last night and made a statement. I mean, 29 to nothing on the road at night in Death Valley. I mean, look, let's just be honest. There's nobody in the SEC that can beat Alabama. So everybody – I think that takes a lot out of people, teams, when you're working and you're looking ahead and you're like, okay, why am I going to kill myself right now when this Alabama team is unbeatable? So, Jason, I'll ask you, is Alabama hurting the game of college football right now? I, I don't think they, they're hurting it. I, I would say that they're perfecting the game of college football. Because you, you look at Alabama, they they always have a bye before LSU. They always play the Southern Dell before Auburn. They have the rivalry game with Tennessee. So the SEC East, they they never play the top team out um, <laughs> of the other divisions um, every year, unless it's in um, Atlanta. So I think they have perfected the schedule. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, they open up every year a neutral site game. They won't ever play anybody on the road. Um, you're right. Before they play LSU, they get a bye. Before they play Auburn, they play a high school team, just like Auburn does before they play Alabama. Usually, they play a high school team. But yeah, I mean, if you look, last night was their first challenge of the season. And you got to think when you don't play teams, when you don't play, when it, when you go ten weeks or nine weeks without playing anyone, you can stay pretty healthy, can't you, Jason? Yeah, that that is it's it's a really big um, thing, and 
Um, just for the Saints and the Rams, the Saints just got a touchdown, so that's going to be a 45-35 quarter. Yep. Four minutes left, really. It's over. The Saints are the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, the defense, I know the Rams are putting up 35 points, but the Saints' defense have made stops when they needed to. They've improved a lot. Now than Kamara, man, uh, Kamara, whatever you say his name, he is special to that offense. He makes them almost unstoppable the way he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He uh, He's one of those running backs that has – He'll get 80 yards receiving, 80 yards receiving, and uh, rushing receiving. So he'll have 160 to 200 all-purpose yards. Uh, it was funny. The guy just pulled a cell phone out from underneath the end zone, makes makes a call, and he got flagged. So these NFL guys, man, they, they cannot help but celebrate, can they? I mean, it's just like they, they have to get on there and show, show their ass when they get on there. That is funny. The bad thing yeah, is – Yeah, it was the what, – um, what, It was – it was the um, Joe Horn touchdown celebration years ago mm-hmm. at Homewood Saints. But, um, but here's the deal, Jason. You're a professional here. you got four minutes left in the game. You're a professional. And now you're going to have to kick the ball off 15 yards back further. You're going to give the Rams the ball and close to midfield to start. Four minutes is nothing for this kind of offense the Rams have. So if they score in a minute and a half, they've still got two timeouts and a two-minute warning. That was a stupid penalty. Okay, you're you're you. Why can't you just score a touchdown and go in and go hug your teammates or whatever? Why do you have to do something stupid? If I'm a defensive player for the Rams, I'm crippling this guy the next series he's out on the field just because he's stupid. I I hate stuff like that. The selfishness of the NFL and these teams it's just unbelievable. For that, I hope the Saints lose. And hell, I hope they lose anyway, but. For that, I hope they really lose. Yeah, so let's talk sure. one real, real quick in the NFL. Real quick, I want to talk about the Panthers six and two. But let's talk about Cam Newton for a minute. You know, I love Cam. You know, I'm a Cam Newton fan. But this, you know, his passing—he's about seventy percent this year, Jason. This guy is—he was nineteen of twenty-five, two forty-seven, two touchdowns, no picks. The guy's not throwing interceptions like he has in the past. He had 33 yards rushing, um, moves the moves the chains. So tell me, I mean, what do you think the, the Panthers' chances are this year of making a deep playoff push? You know, a few years ago they made it to the Super Bowl, lost to Denver, but there's something about this this Carolina team with Cam Newton this year. McCaffrey, tell me, he makes the offense. Very hard to defend, doesn't he? Being able to run the ball now between the tackles and get outside and receive, he just gives Cam Newton uh, and that offense a different dynamic to have to guard. I, I like what they're doing this year. They beat they beat uh, Baltimore. They beat the Eagles on the road this Thursday. They go to Pittsburgh, Jason. What do you think about this team right now? Eight games into it, six and two. What do you think? Yeah, the the Panthers for them is um, whoever wins the South is gonna gonna make a really deep run. Um, we talk about Kamara um, that he could get receiving and rushing. Yes, McCaffrey could do the same thing. And I think North Turner has really used it, um, McCaffrey to his abilities and um, Cam Newton's strengths. 
I'm helping them with that completion percentage. Yeah. But one thing I noticed about Cam this year is he's not forcing stuff. I mean, he's got a cannon on him. He can throw darts to these receivers. But one thing I've noticed, he's checking down. If it's not open, he gets rid of it. And he doesn't try to force it in between double coverage and putting his team. He knows his defense is good enough. If he can just throw it away. And the defense is not good as it usually is. I mean, it's still, I think it'll get better as the year goes on. Um, I think they're trying to pace themselves. But he knows, punt it away and get the ball back. I think that that 17-point comeback against the the Eagles two weeks ago may have been enough to kind of change the momentum of that season. season. When you go to the Carolina Panthers and you look at the end of the year, that game may be the the turning point. But but here's what's fun. They still have to play Atlanta. They play them in Carolina. They still play the Saints twice. So that division is going to come down to those two games, really, I think if Carolina doesn't stub their toes. If they can win in Pittsburgh, that would be amazing. But how do they match up against the Saints in your mind? I think they match up well. I think the Saints' defense is nothing to be afraid of, I think. Um, I think Carolina (laughs) definitely put some points up for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Rams have the ball at midfield, 336, third and two. Remember, everybody, they can get a field goal. And they're going deep. Hell with it. They're going deep. And that was interference, it looked like. They're not going to throw the flag on the Saints at home. So it's going to be fourth and two. Um, the Rams, if I'm the Rams right now, I'm going to Todd Gurley for two yards. I'm sorry. I, I need a first down. Your quarterback's not mobile. Um, you don't want to take a chance with two. That's a stupid play call right there on third and two. Get the first down. Um, now their season or their the game's coming down to this one play. Really, what do you do, Jason? You go to Gurley. Uh yeah, you definitely got to go to your best player here for sure. Yeah, now they're burning Just the time out right here. Because, yeah, so. that is stupid. Oh my God, what are the Rams doing right now? They just act like they're the they're a 0-8 team instead of an 8-0 team the way they're playing. But the Saints, they put so much pressure on the defense. It's just it's unbelievable how they play at home. And the big win they had um, a couple weeks ago over Baltimore in Baltimore let people know they're for real. And uh, very proud to see the Saints. That's the best division in football, man, is the NFC South with the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons. Um Man, it's, it's going to be fun to see. But, yeah, Carolina, I think they're going to be a good team as the year goes on. Plus, the schedule is going to be tough, though, Jason. They, they've got a tough schedule. As we talked about, they play mm-hmm. the Saints twice. They play the Falcons again. They go to Pittsburgh Thursday night. So, Thursday night football. Then they'll get that 10 days before they play at Detroit. Then they come back home against Seattle. Then they have two road games at Tampa, at Cleveland. I don't think those are unwinnable games by any stretch. Oh, the Rams lost. Yeah, turn on one down. Yep. Yep. And then they play the Saints and Falcons at home, and then they end the season December 30th on the road in New Orleans. So I think, I honestly right now think the Saints are the best team in football. I don't know if Carolina can – can beat them, but it's going to be if you're going to beat the Saints, you can't give them home field advantage in the playoffs. 
And that's why this game today is so important against the Rams because right now, as it stands, the Saints are going to have home field advantage in the NFC. They hold the tiebreaker, Jason. How big is that? How big is this game going to play out at the end of the season, you think? This game's huge because, like you say, the the Saints in that dome is really unbeatable. Um, when the Saints won that Super Bowl, they had a home field advantage, and that yeah. dome gets loud and crazy, and so uh, no audience. You're dang no right. Party. So so let's let's back up a little bit and talk some college football. Let's talk about the Maryland coach. He was brought back, reinstated from his suspension, his leave, his paid leave of absence. A bunch of people came out, players, uh, parents. They wanted him fired. 24 hours after the reinstated, after he was reinstated, he was fired. Um, do you think that's the right decision? Was it right to reinstate him? I mean, why even reinstate him? And, you're going to fire him 24 hours later. So tell me your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I would have fired D.J. Durkin, um from the get-go. Um, when the wind stated him on a Tuesday and 24 hours um, fired him, it's, it just makes the university look so dumb and whatnot. And it reminds me of what Tennessee did <laughs> um, in the offseason when they hired Greg Chiano for about 12 hours for the students say no and whatnot. Um, the dude should have never been reinstated in the first place. Yeah, that's a that's a block. Could you imagine him going into the living rooms of recruits and their parents? And I mean, you're right. They should have. I mean, and here's the deal. I'm, I'm all about guilty until proven innocent. I mean, you're innocent until proven guilty. That's not how this country is. But even if he 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 didn't kill the kid, and it's not his fault. Some of the things he was doing, um, it was just bad publicity for the school. And to keep someone like that with all the baggage and everything that went with him, is just not smart. I mean, and, and you can, I think they have to pay him. You know, because he was reinstated, they have to pay his contract. So that's that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, I mean. A kid died on your watch, and that's mm-hmm. that, that's and, and I don't care. I mean, you you have to take some responsibility as a head coach, and I mean, in this society, everyone's looking for someone to blame. Whether he's to blame or not, they're gonna blame him. They're gonna kill him. They're gonna throw him under the bus. So, I just wanted your thoughts on that real quick. Yeah. What else is oh so Penn State, Michigan, right quick. How is Penn State ranked? Do you think Penn State deserves to be ranked in the polls right now? After the beatdown they took and after some of the losses they've had this year, they're a three loss team. And I said it earlier, I don't think Auburn should be ranked, but I don't think Florida should be ranked and Penn State should be ranked. So tell me about Penn State right now. What's going on with Penn State to cause this kind of, you know, this kind of decline? I mean, you lose the best players, Saquon Barkley, on your team, but is that enough to cause this team to slip as far? Well, well, for Penn State, they've been good on the James Franklin, but they just can't win big games. 
They've chugged the two big leagues against Ohio State back-to-back years. They have had the two trips to the big house, got blown out both times. Um, they lot, um, gave up a big lead to Michigan State. Um, you've seen it. You've said it since the get-go. James Franklin is not a good coach. He's the Jason Gale nope. of the Big Ten. He's not. Everybody's on his bandwagon. And I, what did I always tell you about Penn State, James Franklin, and Stanford, Jason? What have I always said about Stanford? <laughs> They're not good. They're not. I mean, they're not a good football team, and I don't. I mean, every year people, oh, they're going to win the Pac-12. No, they're not. Even if they do, they're still not going to the playoffs. I'm sorry, guys. Stanford last night. What did they do, Jason? They went on the road to Washington. Got beat. I mean, what is that? Four losses for Stanford. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they're not in the top 15 right now. I think. I think. I. This is going to be crazy. But I think David Shaw takes the Rams' job. Call me crazy. Job? Takes the Rams' job. Uh, I think he votes for the NFL. His coaching the Stargates going down by the year. No. Yeah, you're right. Everybody's talking about him, how great of a coach he was. I'm just shaking my head. You know, shaking my head. Just like when Jonathan talked about UCF being a top four team in the country. And uh, I just shake my head and just just, just keep shaking it, um, looking at it. So, let's, let's just play a scenario here. Which conferences get left out of the playoffs this year? The, the Pac-12 and either the Big 12 or the Big 10. Um when I just so you don't think Washington pick. State? So so if Washington State runs the table, do you think they get in? No, I, I don't because they're going to be a three-loss Pac-12 South team. You know that that's not Let's look at their schedule. Yeah, let's let's look at that schedule for Washington State. If I'm a committee member right now, I'm going to look at their schedule. And I'm going to see. I could already tell you it's Wyoming, San Jose State, and Eastern Washington on the conference. Yeah, I mean, you, you you play that, and then you USC is down this year. You beat them. Are you lost? No, they lost, lost, yeah, lost to USC. Yeah, they lost to USC. Yeah. Yeah, you lost to USC. You skate by Utah at home. By four points, you beat Oregon State on the road. You beat Oregon at home. You beat Stanford on the road by three. You beat Cal by six, and and that's all. I mean, I look at that. Name me a ranked team that they beat right now. None. None. Nope. None. They and they play. They play at Colorado next weekend. They play home against Arizona, and then they play Washington at home. So even winning all those games, you're telling me that that's not enough to make the playoff, and I have to agree with you. Yep. All right. So so let's play a scenario here. Washington or the Big 12, Texas going down yesterday, and Oklahoma, the way they're playing, almost lost to Texas Tech. I mean, just say Oklahoma or West Virginia, right? In that championship game, the winners are one lost team. Who has Oklahoma really beat this year? 
uh, whatever to be West Virginia. It's, they they haven't beat anybody that not your Sox Sox. Um, a rank and they don't have to be twice. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, consecutive be, weeks too. Yeah, and they played Florida Atlantic. They beat them. UCLA is nothing. They beat them. At Iowa State by ten, they all they went to overtime with Army. They beat Baylor. They lost to Texas. They beat TCU, Kansas State, and barely beat Texas Tech. Now they play Oklahoma State, Kansas, and at West Virginia. I think Oklahoma loses that game at West Virginia. I think they will, and that'll put them at two losses in the conference, right? So that'll put them yeah. at two losses in the conference, Oklahoma, which means Texas would be in that Big 12 championship. So, would West Virginia beating Texas again, would that be enough to put them into the playoff? Uh, I, think, I think beating the Texas at Texas has to mean something, but beating them twice, I, it's really possible for me. Um you know, yeah, would, would I mean, West Virginia go ahead of a one-loss Michigan or one-loss Ohio State? Ohio State for me is out of the question. I'm I'm with you. I, if if the worst thing that could happen to the Big Ten is Ohio State win it, that's the worst thing that could happen. The best thing that could happen for the Big Ten is Michigan run the table, win the championship, they'll make it. I think. I think Michigan, with their resume, they played on the road. Remember, they played on the road at Notre Dame, first game of the season. You can't really penalize Michigan for that game, can you? I mean, no, it was a, no, you can't. I mean, you you have to reward teams for playing tough competition, and, and let's just let's look at it. I mean, let's look at them. They lost by seven on the road to undefeated Notre Dame. They they played Western Michigan. That's not good, but that's okay. They played two cupcakes, Western Michigan, SMU. But then they started, the way they started doing, they've been blowing teams out. They they barely beat Northwestern on the road. That's okay. You're on the road. They beat their rival, Michigan State, on the road. They they killed Penn State 42-7. to So now they've got two weeks off, really, to get ready for Ohio State on the road. I just... I just don't think Ohio State can run the football. And if you can't run the football against a Michigan team, Jason, you're one-dimensional. They're going to eat you up with that defense. And Shea Patterson from Michigan has really started uh, coming into his own, knowing, learning the offense, executing. Michigan's actually not a bad offensive team. If you if you look at it, they put up 38 on Wisconsin, 21 on Michigan State, 42 on Penn State, 42 on Maryland. So they've been scoring points. And that's something they didn't do last year. So they have a great defense to go along with an efficient offense that can run the ball well and pass. So right now Michigan is the best team in the Big Ten, and I don't care if that game is in, in the shoe. I think Michigan's the better team, and I think they'll be favored in that game. Yeah, Michigan should be favored. I'm I'm just so done with Ohio State. It's it's every year they get blown out by an unranked team, and it's not even close, those games. Look at it. They gave up 31 to Oregon State. They gave up 
They gave up 28 to TCU. They gave up 26 to Penn State, 26 to Indiana, 14 to Minnesota, 49 to Purdue, and they gave up 31 at home against Nebraska. I mean, Ohio State going on the road to Michigan State, I think they'll beat Michigan State, but they just can't run the ball. I mean, going on the road to Michigan State at Maryland, is it possible that one of those games is a loss for them right there before they even played Michigan? Uh, it really can't be. That Michigan State game is not a cakewalk game by any stretch. So, well, say if, say if Michigan State beats Ohio State, right, and then Ohio State turns around and beats Michigan at home, and they're at home, but the Big Ten's eliminated. Yeah, Big Ten would be eliminated for that. Um, so that would open I mean, up the door for the Cougars. You think they would let them in over? I mean, that's, see, this is why it's so complicated. Notre Dame seems like a lock for the playoff right now. I mean, I look at their schedule. There's nobody that can beat them, Jason. That I see on their schedule. I, Don't they play? What do you think about Notre they, Dame the rest of the season? Notre Dame seems to be shooting, but USC on the road, it's a rivalry game. Um, it's at USC. I, Notre Dame's probably going to win by 14 or more points, but it's a rivalry game, last game of the season. Um, I don't so feel who, who does Notre Dame play this week? Um, they play Syracuse, I believe, or no, I think I that's next week. Have they played Stanford yet? Yeah, they blew up they Stanford after. Yeah, yeah that's right. So yeah, they play Florida State this weekend in South Bend. Um, they won't have any problem with Florida State. But Florida State does have talent, though. That's what you have to look at sometimes. Is Florida State hasn't played well this year, but they're capable because of that talent to come in and get their signature win of the season. And that's that's what you got to be scared of. The next weekend, they play Syracuse. Syracuse is playing good football this year and at USC. But if you look at Notre Dame's schedule, besides Michigan, who have they beaten this year? Yeah, Nobody. They, they, they haven't really played a ranked team. No. Yeah. They played Ball State, Vandy. They barely beat Vandy at home. They almost lost that game. Uh, Wake Forest, Stanford, Virginia Tech, Pitt, Navy, Northwestern. I mean, if I'm on that committee, I mean, could you imagine Notre Dame being the fourth seed and Alabama being the one seed? You, yeah. you realize how bad that game would be. That, that would be a bad game. And if 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 Alabama only loses in Atlanta, Alabama's still gonna get in. I, I believe. Even of course. Though, yeah. Well, the Alabama you know, if Georgia lost to Auburn or something. Say if Auburn beat Georgia, right? Knocked Georgia down to two losses, and then Georgia came in and beat Alabama. What would happen there? So Alabama lost a two-loss team, and Georgia beat number one. So would both of them get in, or would Georgia just be SOL because they have two losses? I, I think you might find in that case. I, I think Georgia might be um, SOL. Okay. 
Yeah, because Georgia really, I mean, Georgia hasn't played anybody, Jason, besides LSU, really. I mean, they got blown out on the road to LSU. They didn't play anybody in the non-conference, really. So, if you think about it, where's those wins, George? I mean, Kentucky, is that really a a win you're going to hang your hat on? Who has Georgia played? So, it's really, this is such a subjective poll here. If you're a committee, Alabama's in the in the playoff. They're not losing the regular season or the SEC championship. I just I don't think it's going to happen. So let's just go ahead and pencil them in. Clemson, who do they play on their schedule that you would think could beat them? I don't know. Boston or Cardiff next weekend. Game day is going to be there. Oh, they're what? playing Boston College next weekend. Yeah, next weekend, game day is going to be there. That atmosphere is going to be off the Well, let's look over real quick. Let's look at the games next weekend, and let's look at the point spread since I've got them up. Um, Real quick, Pittsburgh Steelers are a five-point favorite over the Panthers next weekend. That'll be interesting. Let's see, Louisville-Syracuse, nobody cares, nobody cares. Let's see. Clemson, Boston College. Clemson's a 17-point favorite over Boston College, and that game's on the road. Um, let's see any games next weekend. We got any interest in West Virginia, 14 over TCU. Next weekend, maybe one of those you go to sleep and you don't wake up because it's such a boring. Utah, Oregon, that'll be a good one at Utah. Utah's a three and a half point favorite. Utah just um, lost Oregon the State. quarterback. Yeah, they did. Penn State's an eight-point favorite over Wisconsin. Alabama's a 26-point favorite over Mississippi State. Um, and here's the deal on that game, guys. Mississippi State cannot throw the football. When you're one-dimensional against Alabama, what does that mean, Jason? When you're LSU that and you're one-dimensional, what does that mean? Alabama shuts you down. Yeah. It shuts down. They squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. And Nebraska's favorite, 18 over Illinois. Woo woo. Let's see. USC Texas is uh, Texas is an underdog next week to Texas Tech by one point. I like Texas Tech in that game. Um, LSU. Think this sounds weird, doesn't it? LSU. How much do you think they'd be favored over Arkansas on the road? Ooh, I would say at least by seven. Hell, Arkansas is the worst team in the conference. Uh, 17? 14. Yeah, you you were closer than I was. I was going to say 24, so you're closer than I was to it. Uh, Notre Dame has favored 18 over Florida State. Um, Ohio State has favored three and a half over Michigan State. I'd take the three and a half points. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm stupid and naive, but um, see ya. But Jason, what do you think about my picks against the spread yesterday? Eight and two, eight and two in uh, college. I lost the LSU game and the Georgia game, so I picked the underdogs to cover. I didn't pick them to win. I picked them to cover, and they lost. But I had eight and two. Let me see what I did in the pros yesterday or today. I picked. Let's see, Panthers, 1-0, Steelers, 2-0, Rams, I picked them, they lost 2-1, Chargers, 1-3-1, Browns, lost 3-2 in the NFL. 
Those NFL games are tough to pick, aren't they? Yeah, those NFL games. Um, my fiance and and I pick the NFL games against the spread, and it's tricky. <laughs> yeah, it is, and you can't look at what happened last week, and and you can't look at oh well, this team beat this team, and we beat this team, so we're gonna beat this team. That's not how it works in the NFL. It's all about what Vegas wants to happen. So, where's the where's the crew at tonight? Quinn and Jonathan want them to have a show, and they're not even here. Um, I think Jonathan just realized that Florida State's not going to a bowl game, so maybe he's gonna hit up that liquor store and get them prepared. Are they not going to the bowl game? Um, it doesn't look good. It, it doesn't look good. They gotta get two wins out of the last three, four ball games. So, well, let's look at it real quick. Um, okay, Florida State. Let me go to them real quick. Well, you know they're not gonna go on the road and beat Notre Dame. That's not gonna happen. So right now, Florida State is four and five. Okay, so they got three games left. At Notre Dame, that's a loss. BC at home and Florida at home. So you tell me what's going to happen in those three games. BC is a very tricky team. They're a physical running team. Um, um, you know what? I'll say they beat BC and Florida. I'll retract my statement. Um, I'd just want Rody Tiger to do good. Um, mad at that he left so the coordinator behind. Let's look at these wins for Florida State this year. They beat Stanford. They beat Northern Illinois. They beat Louisville by four. And they beat Wake Forest. That's, that's your wins right now. Your losses, Virginia Tech, the team that lost to Old Dominion. Syracuse, Miami, Clemson, NC State. So, I don't know. I mean, Florida State really, they haven't beaten anyone yet. And even if they'd have beaten D.C. or Florida, that'd be better than who they've beaten now. And I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be mm-hmm. tough. But the good thing is they have two home games to end the season. To become bowl eligible. Now, if they can squeak out Notre Dame and get that win on the road and pull that miracle upset off, then I think they're going to easily get a bowl game. But we'll see, man. Florida, Florida yesterday lost at home, what thirty-eight to seventeen to Missouri. Yeah, who did that? That was questionable loss. Yeah, so. We'll see how it goes. Anything you want to talk about, Jason, before we talk about your ducks? Tell me what happened last night. Um, oh, we're going to take advantage of three UCLA turnovers and and beat UCLA by 21. It wasn't the prettiest thing, but it was a game to get the ducks on boarding. So I, I'll take that. So. Hey, a win's a win, isn't it, buddy? Yes, sir. Your Dugs have had a couple heartbreaking losses this year, and my team's had a couple. It's just 
football is football, man. You can't predict it sometimes. You don't know what causes these teams to to play bad certain days. And that's that's why we love college football, though, isn't it? You just never know. Yeah. Yeah, you, you never know. It's the toughest sport to predict, for sure. Wow. Why not? I, I think Oregon might have a new offensive coordinator next year. Why not? So. Well, Herbert, is he a, he's coming back for a senior year, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's going to come back. Um, he's a Eugene kid, so um, I think he wants to win a Pac-12 title before he leaves. Well, one thing I found out, I noticed yesterday, I didn't really notice it while it was going on, but Caleb Kim, Auburn center, the one that hadn't played in weeks that got benched, played yesterday. I don't know why they keep screwing with the offensive line, but Auburn is one loss away from getting Malzahn canned, I'm telling you. So you mark yeah, it down, well, man, if he gets blown out. Ogan's, Ogan's center got called for a target in the car last night. So, really? Yeah, that, yeah. It was a um, blind side of block. It was Oregon's only penalty in that game. So. Wow. No, well, all right, buddy. We're gonna, we're gonna head out tonight. This time change has got me messed up, so I'm gonna have to get my sleep right again. Yeah, for sure. But uh, hopefully, we can have a show. Uh, Maybe, well, it won't be this week. I'll be traveling. So maybe, I don't know, Sunday. I guess we'll have one Sunday, next Sunday for sure. Well, take Uh, care, Jason, everybody out there listening. Thanks for tuning in. Listen to us on the the podcast if you you couldn't listen to us live. Well, everybody take care. Have a great week. Have a great week.